Hello, I'm Felicia Vereen, always known as Fee. Hey, Fee, and I'm your girl, Sharita Three, better known as Red. And, and we, we are Inspire Her, the Total Woman Podcast, a new podcast all about uplifting you. Yes. Because, friends, face it, you are awesome. We'll be chatting up about topics we love to talk about, all the things we as women must juggle every day and the issues we complain about. Who's listening? We'll chat about the struggle, the job, and about him. Mm. You know who we're talking about. That boo, husband, boyfriend, ex, whatever you're calling them today. Mm. Our lovely hellions. I mean, kids. Our angels. But seriously, friends, life happens, and we don't always get a chance to talk about it. We take it on the chin, and we keep it moving. Because that's what we were told to do. Yep. But here on Inspire Her, the Total Woman podcast with Red and Fee, we are the friends you love to hang out with. We are here to inspire her, the Total Woman. Yes. Hey, Red, how are you? Hey, Fee, I'm good. How are you, girl? I had me a little massage today, so I'm feeling good. A massage? I need to get me one. I keep saying that. And the last time I had one, I almost melted on that late table. (laughs) (laughs) She had to wake me up. I think I was snoring a little bit. (laughs) It'd be like, that's been an hour already. (laughs) Then I found out I had two accounts open at Massage Envy, and I have like seven massages I need to take care of. So I'm going to be having me some massages. When I come to Richmond, I'm going to stop by Massage Envy and act like I'm you. (laughs) (laughs) I donate one of my sessions for you. Thank you, ma'am. Thank you, ma'am. I just came back off a vacation from Mexico. (laughs) Girl, I needed that. I had to turn to Big Five. Oh, it's like, oh, my goodness. So we had a good time. And missed you at the party. I know, I know, and I gotta make up for it. But listen, you did you read all the happy birthdays from our uh, listeners and Facebook friends and I group did. friends? Everybody I did. said happy birthday, Red. Yes, I did, and I appreciate that. Yes, so girl, Cabo was so peaceful. I thought it and was. Speaking, yes, and speaking of peace. We have Cheryl Cotton, and her title is Finding My Peace. Cheryl is the owner of Braids Express. She is like the baddest braid tech in the Richmond, Chesterfield area. So how Cheryl came to be invited on the podcast, she's actually across the hall from my um, normal beautician. Shout out to Miss Janika. She's awesome. So she's across from her, and she braided my hair. And for some reason, we just began to talk a little bit more. I guess she felt comfortable with me. And, you know, I guess I have that warm spirit being a therapist. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so she felt comfortable with me. And, girl, after hearing her story, I said, you know what? You need to be on our podcast. You know, you are the story that she was telling me was just so awesome. And it's funny because she said, girl, I don't even listen to the radio on my way to work. I listen to different podcasts. I said, you need to listen to ours. Um, So that was like, you need to be on Inspire Her with Red and Fee. And after listening to her story, I'm just like, girl, I I remember just sitting in in their chair with her and just sharing her tears with her. And we just kind of like, joys tears of joys sadness everything and i was like this young lady is amazing so the title for today is finding my peace friends please welcome the beautiful and talented cheryl cotton 
Hey, Cheryl. Thank you. Hey, thank you. How are it's a you pleasure. today? I'm great. I can't be no better. I can't complain. God is good. Girl, that is always good. All the time. We are going to get into your lifestyle. I mean, tell us a little bit about yourself, Cheryl. How you got here? I'm from Richmond, Virginia. Um, I was born and raised on the South Side. Um, I graduated from George Wolf High School. Um, I have a 17-year-old daughter. Okay. I'm married. Next month, it'll be three years that I've been married. Um, and I've been an entrepreneur for the last um, four years, since that is, 2018. That is awesome. So, of course, you know, throughout my journey, you know, where I'm at now, um, I've been through a lot. But as of today, I'm, I'm blessed. I'm blessed. Wow, that's awesome. Tell us about your business, Cheryl, and how you got started in the hair care industry. Well, I'm a braider, and I always was doing hair. Um, as a child, teenager, I was always doing my cousin's hair and my hair, but I never took it as serious. Growing up, I was told I wasn't going to be able to make money doing hair, and that always kind of discouraged me. Also, by me, you know, getting pregnant at 17, having my daughter at 18, it was kind of no room for stepping out on faith or no maybes. I had to get it. You know, I have a child. I'm young. I got to get it. So 2018 is when I opened up my first initial shop, um, Braze Express. However, it pretty much fell in my lap. And I say fell in my lap because um, four years prior to that, I was a um, braid assistant for Karen Turner at Sewing's Express. And while I was her braid assistant, I also was a full-time store manager working at Detail Law. So I'm working 48 hours a week or more because I'm salary at Detail Law. And um, leaving Detail Law was setting my schedule so that I'm also in the shop assisting Karen. So um, I'm assisting her. I met her. She just happened to be my hairstylist. Um, I was actually going to Janika at the time. So um, Karen was the first person in the city who started out um, bundles, the bundle packages, where you purchase bundles and you get a free sewing. And it was like a $199 deal. So you couldn't beat it. So I went to her and she was talking about her her business was um increasing and her clientele was you know increasing and she was looking for assistant who can braid so i was like i can braid and she was like you sure so i'm like yeah i've been braiding all my life you know you just talking about braid downs i could definitely do that so um i end up braiding for her and um we end up developing a friendship and it lasted for four years um, unfortunately, um, Karen passed away back in 2017. Um, but when she passed away, it was more so like, I felt like everything that I was working for and working toward had just ended. Um, she, everybody that she was around, she impacted and she put them on. If you was around her, you were going to learn how to do something. 
she it was no way so by her passing i just felt like i was done with hair period so um i'm just done at that point and her aunt ended up calling me and was like i don't know what you got going on right now um of course you know her family closed her shop so she was like but i keep riding past this building and this building on hall street it's empty. It's been empty for a long, long time. And it used to be a nail salon. So you should call these people. Long story short, I called the man. He was just like, you know, give me $600 and the building yours. Mm. So, oh, yeah. wow. Yes. Yes. So I gave him the $600, signed a two-year commercial lease. I had probably one client a day. Wow. I was working. I had took up a little pickup job at the runner office at King Lewons, working nine to five and still, you know, building the shop up. My daughter and her best friend helped me. Um, they put each other on their shoulders and was painting. Um, my homeboy, Swelly, shout out to Swelly. He did my floors for like $500. Like I literally took $3,000 and turned that whole building around. Wow. So, um, yes. So I was working at Kingly Ones and I was doing like one client a day. And all of a sudden, I mean, all of a sudden, my phone went crazy. That one client a day went from three to four to five clients a day. I'm working from 9 a.m. to midnight at this point. I'm like really booming. And this is like two months after I opened up my shop so there for two years everything went amazing um i have a brother he came home we end up partnering and i end up opening up another shop um that was called phase embrace 2020 um we actually signed the commercial lease october 2019 for two years and um we didn't open the doors until january 2020 and then boom, the pandemic hit. Mm. Mm. That hurt yes. everybody. So yeah. mm-hmm, the shop was closed for like three, four months. Um, that didn't really stop me. I was actually going to my my faithfuls. I was going to them. Um, and I made it work. I made it work. I, I never stopped. I never stopped. You had so, invested so I did, much. Yes, yes, I invested so much, invested so much, spent so much, and I just wasn't going to stop. And also, I have my daughter looking at me, you know, so I'm like, no, I'm not stopping. So at that point, you know, by the time we opened up the shop, things were going good. However, the energy wasn't good. Mm. Like, the energy was just it was just draining to go to work draining so for the most part i don't know if i should really get into this part yet but um it was just draining and i was doing janika hair um last year about this time because i went through what i went through a year ago and if I didn't go through that, 
Janika wouldn't have told me about where I'm at now and I wouldn't be speaking to you all now. Wow. So that's deep. That's it's it's really deep. The last year far as my career and my personal life and the how it intertwines is is just really deep. So um I went through what I was going through and Janika told me about the suite that just was finishing being done. So I said, oh, okay, I'm coming over there. I already knew it. So, you know, I end up going with Janika where I met Red. So, um, yeah, I've been at the suite and it's almost a year. And when I tell you that my clientele is bigger now than it ever been in the last four years, I can't do nothing but thank God. Yes. So my other question is, how do you, now I know what it is for me, but how do you maintain your success and have so many repeat customers? What's been the key to your success? The key to my success is my authenticity. Mm. Me being who I am, me giving back to my clients the way I do. And, And when I say give back, I don't burn a hole in my client's pockets. Mm-hmm. I I really I really take into consideration, you know, of course, my time and the hair and the product, but I also take into consideration. I want my clients to come back. You know, I want them to have a. I want to build a rapport not just them come sit in my chair and I do their hair and then that's just it. Because you can go in anybody shop or you can go in anybody home nowadays and get your hair done for the low, actually for the low. But is that person going to come back? So I think me being as transparent as I am um, and just me being, you know, giving back for the most part is so wild. I can attest to that, and I'm a repeat customer. I think this is my second time going. You know, it's a very positive space, positive energy. So I can attest to everything she said, you guys. She's she's awesome, very warm, um, just a, just a great person with a big heart. So let me ask you a question: being having the history that you had, being a single mother at a very young age, you know, having to raise a child, having to make ends meet, um, and try and stepping out being an entrepreneur and and then going through COVID, because I, I remember how I actually lost my job through, through, during COVID. Um, and I know how scary it felt, but then I had to pull myself back together. How How did that feel for you? Like, I know we're talking about finding your peace, but at that point, you know, your piece gets a little pulled apart, shaken up, mixed around. How how do you pull yourself back together during that time? Well, actually, um, when I was working in a store manager for a retail company and having to be away from home, not even just working inside the store, but I was also the community outreach captain and 
we also did management meetings outside of Virginia. So that tied into a portion of me being the sole provider for my child and my child is growing up and she's noticing that mama's not home. But she also see that my mama do take me over my dad's house. My dad watched my mom, but I'm not having that relationship. So my daughter actually told me, she said, it's cool going over there, but I'm not, I'm not building a relationship with you, mom. So when she told me, I immediately went to my grandma and I told my nanny what my daughter just told me. And I told my mom and they just was like, you need to find another job for the most part. You just need mm-hmm. to find another job because this one isn't working as far as your hours, right? So I go and I tell Karen what my daughter is saying and what my mom said and my grandpa, my grandma said. And Karen says, go ahead and quit DTLR because that's where I was working at. Go ahead and quit DTLR. And you can run this. You can run this Braves Express. I will pay you. I mean, I'm sorry. You can run this Soins Express because I named Braves Express after her. So it was Soins Express. She said, you can run this Soins Express. I want to open up another one. So by you opening, you running this will give you that time that you need for your child. Wow. Wow. When I stepped out on faith from DTLR, I actually went on a leave of absence from the company because I was unsure. I was unsure how things was going to go. I just was unsure. So I did take a leave of absence and I drew my 401k. So that's how I ended up getting the money or whatnot. So Mm -hmm. when I did end up, you know, having the money, it came from DTLR. So by me actually leaving DTLR at that time, a couple of months later, Karen died. Mm. That's a young lady's picture that you have in your shop, right? Yes. 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 So a couple of months later, Karen died. So I'm just like devastated because I just got a whole bunch of wives, you know. But for some reason, for some reason, my worries turn into you ain't got worry no more. This is it for you. You don't ever have to go and clock in nobody's job because I'm going to make a way. And I actually never gave up on my clientele. I never really thought about what I'm going to do next, what I'm going to do next, because I've always been booked, you know, six to eight weeks in advance. So I know that's God's favor. I know that's God's favor. And I also feel like, you know, I definitely have angels watching over me, but I also feel like the situation with Karen and the women in her shop, she had four women in her shop. And I could say that all four women in her shop has their own shop. Wow. Their own. own. So So when I say, yes, I feel like she definitely 
made a sacrifice to the people that she was around because everybody is doing something. Everybody is, 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 yes. So when it came down to COVID, I just, I felt like I couldn't stop. I couldn't stop. Because if I was going to stop, it definitely would have led me to a whole nother way of depression that I didn't need because we already dealing with COVID. So I got to make a way. I got to. So listen to your story, Cheryl. What helped you or what kept you believing in yourself? You know, not having the self-doubt and not giving up, you know, aside from God, what's in you that kept you moving forward and not giving up? Honestly, I have no choice. My daughter, mm-hmm. my daughter, my daughter, because she's known so much at a young age. And as far as her father, he battles with addiction. And I knew that she was disappointed by one parent and she couldn't be disappointed by two. Mm. Mm-hmm. So no matter what, I gotta, I gotta make a way. I got to. Yeah. A lot of times we, you know, we, we live our lives and, and we think we gotta make ends meet. We gotta, we gotta get out here and, and, and get that money so that our kids can have a good life. When a lot of times our kids just want us. And you were right. able to see that and you were able to find a different way to do it. A lot of people don't have the ability to do that. So I, I commend you. And I also commend Karen, God bless her soul, um, for not only helping you find a job and a career, but inspiring you to do so. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. And every sound she like everybody you. in the shop. Yes. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Yeah. Everything attached to me wins. You know, that's, that's all right. Things. Everybody wins. Yes. 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 Cheryl, tell us about your background and your upbringing and how it shaped who you are today. Well, who I am today, I would have never thought I would have been, especially mm-hmm. how I came up. Um, when they say it takes a village, it literally takes a village mm-hmm. because what I remember from my childhood was something that I've never wanted my child to even know or witness. And you talk about my mom being a single parent, my father incarcerated. She doing her best at trying to raise my brother and I, but it's not enough, you know? And then as a child, I don't know that it's not enough, but as an adult now, I know that it's not enough. And I know that she was literally trying to do her best. So I went from, you know, I, I was living with my aunt, which is her twin sister, um, I also stayed with um, a a lady, and I said a lady because at that time, that's who she was, 
I was babysitting her children. She had um, several children and I was babysitting them. I was like 13. And um, my mom wasn't stable far as housing. She was living with my grandparents at the time. You are listening to Inspire Her, The Total Woman with Red and Fee. Please like, share, comment, and subscribe to our YouTube page. It was just best for me to stay where I was at, and which was at that lady house. And um, that lady ended up becoming, I call her my godmother, because she literally did everything a mother was supposed to do. And I was 13 years old. She made a way. I mean, she made sure that I got back and forth to school. I had a roof over my head. She didn't ask my mom for anything, for nothing, nothing. And to this day, me and her still have a relationship. Um, But I didn't go back to my mom until I was like in the 10th grade. Um, I was like 15. And me and my mama relationship was never perfect. Um, I'm, I'll be 36 next week. And when I say this is the best relationship that we probably had, this is the best relationship that we probably had. Um, but for the most part, it was always, I felt like it was always a favoritism thing when it came down to my brother. And I, I have an older brother. He's five years older than me. He served. Um, pretty much, he did like a four-year sentence, came home for like a year, and then turned around and did like eight and a half years. So he did pretty much like 12 and a half years in jail. Um, and it's crazy because he could cut hair, and I could braid hair. So um, he was in and out of jail my teenage years, for the most part. And also, you know, when it came down to you know, my 20s as well. Um, When I was a teenager, I was like 18, 19. I had my daughter and he had came home from jail and I didn't want to see my brother without. So I gave him my apartment. Like, you can have it. I oh, still wow. pay the rent. Yeah, I still pay oh, the rent. Wow, that was nice. I, mm-hmm, I still pay the rent. I'm going to go live with mom because she can help me with my kid, you know. So he came home. He wanted him home for six months. Next thing you know, the police was kicking at my door because he got indictment. So that's mm-hmm. when he ended up going to jail for eight and a half years. Yes. That left me with a whole price tag. Of course, you got to pay your rent. But that's on a monthly basis. When that something like that happened, you got a whole garnishment for the whole lease amount. Mm-hmm. And the damages, you know. And at the time, I'm 20 years old. My wages had started being garnished. I ain't making no money. So, of course, I need to be with my mom or be with somebody. So that's when I started trying to find different avenues. So I started working at Sally Beauty because I'm good with hair products and stuff like that. So I started working at Sally Beauty, worked there part-time for five years. And in the midst of all that, from the age of 20 to 30, I worked Richmond Nightclub. So I was a bartender, waitress. So that was definitely extra income for me. That definitely helped me a whole lot. In the midst of all that, I'm still, you know, working, trying to maintain. 
by the time my brother ended up at home, it was like 2015. He starts to cut hair, but he was cutting hair while he was incarcerated. So he's cutting hair. Fast forward to when I opened up the shop, I signed the lease or whatnot, and that was good for me. So me and him came together um, along with an investor, and we decided to open up a unisex, a barbershop and a braiding salon and name it Phase and Braids. So this is the shop that we opened up um, January 2020. So me and my brother, I think for the most part, looking back at it, and I can say this now because I've healed. But honestly, I don't think he we've ever gotten to know each other because mm. that was 12 years of him missing, being incarcerated, and we're only five years apart. So I don't think we knew each other, but that doesn't give him on a pass on the things that he done because we was raised by the same people and some things is not fine morally and it's just not fine. So um, we opened up the shop 2020 and everything was good. Everything was good. Next thing you know, of course, you know, I got married and we're doing things. We're we're doing a couple things. Like, you know, his girlfriend, my husband, you know, another friend, we out, we're doing things. And the energy just shifted. The energy shifted. So now it's it's just crazy. It's just crazy. So for the most part or whatnot, um we're still working. And things got hectic. Things got hectic between my brother and I. Never in a million years did I think that the family that you could give your last to will be the family that would dog you out like it's no other. Mm. I'm talking about, I'm talking about take away the strength in your body. I thought I couldn't breathe. Mm. The things that my brother was going around saying amongst people was insane. For the first time in my life, my daughter is 17 years old. I met my husband. Well, I've been known him. But when we started to like date, my daughter was 14. I never had anyone in my life treat my daughter and I with the utmost respect Mm. put us first this is the most stable I done been in my life and that's because of my husband nobody cared about what I have going on nobody cares about what you got going on they care about what you can what you can do for them they don't ask you is you okay So the whole time I'm helping people and I'm there for people, I needed someone to be there for me. Mm -hmm. I'm always that person in the family that they could call and ask for anything. I'm there. I'm dropping what I'm doing and I'm there. But nobody, nobody's been there for me. And it took me this situation with my brother 
to really sit back and realize that I was I was on the verge. I I lost it. It was only one 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 thing left. I contemplated on my action mm. because I didn't think that family could sit around and discuss other people or what they think going on in other people's households. My brother had the whole city of Richmond, anybody that knew me, thinking that my husband is abusing me. My husband is abusing me. You don't do that. You don't do that because I'm happy. Because I'm happy and I found my peace. Mm. So because... You you can't see a black woman happy and got everything that she want and need and don't have any complaints. She can't be happy or unless somebody putting their hands on her. That's crazy to me. So that just broke me to my last core because my mom took his side. But she was still trying to play my friend. And you can't do that because I'm hurting. Mm-hmm. So I could no longer, in the way God worked, he knew that I needed to be out. He knew I needed to be out. He knew that I needed to focus on myself and my household. So mm-hmm. he took me out of that equation. He took me out of it. And it also led me to a place where, and I told Red this, it had me questioning what my clients think of me. Hmm. So wow. it just, it broke me. It broke me. And I had to learn to forgive my brother hmm. because I don't really think he know no better. Anytime that you blatantly open your mouth to hurt your sister who's been there from you, from day one, it's it's crazy. So, so, what advice would you give to people who have been hurt by loved ones? Well, honestly, and this is just my opinion, I mm. would and I would never go into business with a family member again. Mm. I would never. I never even thought about going into business with uh, another person. So I don't even know why I gave that a option. I really don't. But it would never happen again. So you feel like Protect- you love too hard? You love too hard yeah. sometimes? Yes. And I, I want to see. I want to. It's like I know what Karen did for me. So I'm not trying to be another Karen. But mm-hmm. I want I want to be able to share yeah. what I know. Mm-hmm. And let me say this to you, Cheryl. I think there are people out there will, that will value you just like you valued Karen. You just happen to meet a wrong person. Or you just happen to have trusted the wrong person. I wouldn't give up on trying to help other people because you found your peace. And you want to help other people be able to find theirs. And that's a God-given gift. Yeah, I'm not really, I wouldn't say other people, but as far as my family goes, I would never mix that 
again. Mm-hmm. I would never go because I, I, it's like I said, this incident happened a year ago, you know, mm-hmm. and it took me many sessions of therapy, many nights up listening to God's word, many nights reading to actually find my peace to pick up the phone and call my mom and tell her I need her. Mm. So I just want to protect the future of my family members. You know, like, I don't want to do that with them. You know, let's just keep it as family, you know? Right. And one thing, um, one of the questions was, what does finding your peace mean? When did you realize you had lost it? And a couple of times you had mentioned when you were in the presence of certain family members, the energy was off. Do you equate that to like not feeling at peace during those times as the energy being off? Is Yes, yes, mm-hmm. yes. Because there was no way that I could have been okay you know with what I was feeling and going through then knowing how I feel now and how I felt then I never want to go back there mm-hmm. never In a dark place yes it was it was really really dark really dark I was grieving I was grieving yeah, I was grieving a lot. The loss of relationships don't always have to be death um, that we grieve. It's losses of relationship. And it's almost like you knew at that moment that your relationship with your brother would never be the same again. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And to this day, you know, we haven't had a conversation about it because he said that he don't know how to talk, you know. So I wanted a conversation, but in order for me to get to how I was, how I am now, I had to get through how I was. And I wasn't going to get through it wanting or demanding answers, you know, because even if he did say or what he was going to say, who's to say that I was going to agree with it or whatnot? It was just going to put me in a darker space, you know? Right. Sometimes you have to do whatever you can do to protect your peace. Mm-hmm. I, I know I've had to. I, I, put a yes. post out on, I put a post out on Facebook last night, yesterday, that said, um, the scariest thing about me is that I can never talk to you. I can love you from afar and never talk to you again. Mm-hmm. Because by all means, I'm going to protect my peace. I'm at an age mm-hmm. where that is very important for me. Mm-hmm. And some people important. don't. Some people don't care because no. they 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 live in a world of distrust, um, backbiting, chaos. and mm-hmm. chaos. Yeah, chaos, and so. Peace is not something that they're familiar with. They, because they destruction is all point. they know. Right. Mm-hmm. So I, I totally understand. 
Yes. Sure. You mentioned lots of therapy. So how has therapy and other life coaching supported you with your journey to finding your peace? Well, I'm not really a talker. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like it takes um good energy, great vibes for me to want to tell you how I feel. And I didn't have that. I didn't have that. And I had to do something different. And I knew that majority of my issues that I have come from childhood trauma. Mm-hmm. Because not only, you know, did my brother spread lies and rumors about me, got my door kicked in. I was garnished for two years. Um, but as a child, when I was a child, he used to do things like um, burn me with a lamp bulb, like a light bulb, but take mm-hmm. the top off the lamp and burn my leg, um, cut me over top of my eye. He used to do things like that, but that didn't trigger. I didn't realize that until the things he started doing now. Mm-hmm. So as I learned in therapy, from the beginning, he's been doing things to me. Mm-hmm. So what is going to change? Even if I to decide to have a conversation, you know, like what's going to change? Um, it's certain things that I need inside myself or I need to know within myself for me to get past it. And I learned throughout therapy and throughout, you know, speaking with wonderful people like you, some things just don't need to be a conversation. Sometimes you just got to let that go. Mm-hmm. You you just got to let that go. And I never, never, never thought in a million years that I would let this go. Right. And it's funny because you you talk about your dad not being there and your brother having such a huge age gap. It's almost like you were supposed to protect me. You were my big brother. You were supposed to protect me and look out for me and not hurt me. So I know, you know, trying to wrap your mind around that, it probably all didn't make sense to you. Right. It, It didn't. It really don't either because now that me and my father has a wonderful relationship. We talk pretty much almost every day. Um, but him not being around growing up, you would have thought that my brother would have been a better brother. But I honestly think that maybe he was always been the way he'd been because, you know, he didn't have a father figure as well around. And people just don't understand how important the, the presence of their parents are and, and being as health. No parent is perfect. The doctor don't give you your baby. Here's your baby and here's a manual telling you how to raise your baby. But what we do need to be is present. We need to be there. We need to show love. We need to show affection. We need to let our kids know that it's okay for them to express affection and emotion and when we don't have those things we do tend to act the same way because we weren't taught how to do these things 
And it's just a constant cycle. And until you know better or get to the point where you're rock bottom, did you hit rock bottom before you sought therapy or did you just not feel in your spirit that something was right and you were urged to get therapy before you hit rock bottom? Oh, no, I hit rock bottom. Mm-hmm. And that's why a lot of people go to therapy when they're rock bottom. But I've also felt like in life I hit rock bottom before, you know, especially like um, being a sexual assault victim, you know. Mm-hmm. I never got that therapy from that, you know, and especially what happened. I think what happened afterwards was more traumatizing than me fighting the victim off me. I mean, fighting the man off me, you know. So I think that I never got the type of therapy I needed, you know. Um, And, of course, the childhood issues that I've had, you know, staying with my friends, staying with my aunt, staying with my godmom. I never got the therapy for that. So, and I've hit rock bottom several times, but I think this was just pretty much kind of like the icing on the cake as an adult. Like, I'm done, you know, like, I need help. I need help. And it's amazing that you were open enough to accept the love that your husband was trying to give you. Because a lot of times we, we don't feel like we deserve that love, so we push it away. What was special and unique about your husband to, you know, allow you to open your heart after being hurt so much? Because he's, he's very affectionate. That's something that I'm not. Mm-hmm. And, and that's something that I've never had, that I've never had. So if this is something that I've never had, and he's giving and he's showing it to me in the midst of everything that I'm going through and and he going through as well. And because he don't have any family, he lost his mom due, due to COVID. So it's like he's going through things as well, but he's pushing his feelings to the back burner to deal with mine. Mm. And, and from day one, and we started off as friends. From day one, he's been there by my side in my corner. Um, even through the grieving process, two years after the fact that Karen had passed, you know, and he was there. Like, and I just feel like that energy that he gives me is what I've always needed. He's a good man, Savannah. Yes. Like he makes me, Girl, you makes me be a big old person that I feel like that I've never been. Wow. Push you, encourage you. He's your peace. Yes. Yes. It seems like you, you have definitely come a long way. You, you didn't have adults to protect you when you were growing up. I don't know if I could have done all the stuff that your brother did to you when you was younger and you still, when he came out of jail, you still wanted to help him. And then he did that with the apartment and you still helped him by Mm. um, starting a business with him. You got a big, huge heart. Mm -hmm. And um, I commend you for that because of the, Helping them out with their apartment, maybe, but after the trauma of childhood, I might not have even done that. So you have a big, 
huge part. And being a blessed. Right. That's why things come to you. You don't even have to ask that question. That's why things come to you. And one thing that I did hear you say is that you still want to make sure that your family is good. Yeah. And and that's 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 huge. Because now that you found and, and we keep saying this, but um Sharita and I was talking about this today. Finding your peace, man, when when you're in that space when you when you're in that space, you can't take me out. Once I found that space, I can I can I can see a person a mile away that's aiming to take me out of that piece and now I know how to deal with it. Yeah. So I commend you for for finding your space and being open to your husband. Because a lot of times when we hit rock bottom and, and we have to pull ourselves up out of the hole or out of the ditch, we're, we're not open to people very often. It takes a long time to, to, to open up. But I, I commend you for opening up to someone that could help you and someone that, um, could be there for your daughter and, you know, help you see a different world. Exactly. So Cheryl, what advice would you give to someone struggling to find their peace? Stand still. Mm. Stand still. God's not going to give you anything you can't handle. Pray. Shift your energy. Amen. Amen. What would you, I want to know, what would you tell that child that is not being protected? What would you tell that that nineteen-year-old Cheryl. Um, Be transparent. Be vocal. Tell your truth now. Mm-hmm. Now, it's okay to speak your truth. Whatever you got going on, whatever you going through, say it. Amen. I agree. Yeah. Because it still takes a village. It still takes a village. That's the truth. So what advice would you give to a young lady who wants to be an entrepreneur and have their own salon? And, you know, because it may not, it won't ease it for you, but it seemed like God always put the pieces in the puzzle together. You know, even when you thought that it wasn't, it happened. What would you tell that, that person, that young woman that, wants to do the same thing that you do or have that desire to become an entrepreneur? Well, I would would tell her, take advantage of your resources. Mm. Schools, high schools, you have access to the technical center. Um, You can, by the time you graduate from high school, you could be a licensed cosmetologist. Even if you decide to go off to college and major in something totally different, you will still have that cosmetologist license under your belt. You always can do hair. Mm. You can always come back to it. Use your resources. That's good advice. That's definitely good advice. Well, we have learned, I have learned a lot. 
the information that you gave us today it's it takes a lot and i'm going to say this again for whomever is listening it takes a lot to be able to sit down with yourself and dig deep and be able to ask for help be able to let people know your truth i commend you for even getting on this podcast because this is going to be shared um across social media platforms on youtube and someone's going to hear this someone that is going through the same thing that you have gone through silently they're silently going through it now and what you're what you have said tonight is going to touch them so i commend you for getting up here and speaking your story and talking about how you found your peace because god gave you something he he like you said he won't take you to something without helping you through it and he gave you that peace long time ago you just had to acknowledge you had to understand that you had it and and be able to um work yourself through it and being able to open up you've helped quite a few people you've helped me understand maybe how to help somebody else mm-hmm. maybe how to how, how to see um someone that may be going through something and 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 be able to help them through so i i commend you for coming on inspire her the total woman and talking to us about your life where you came from what you went through and where you are now um that's thank what, you what's next for you Cheryl um what's next is I'm turning my pain into a purpose mm. I'm turning my pain into a profit so what I want to do is I want to write a book um i'm currently in the early 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 stages everything that comes to my mind everything that i think about um i just write it down i just write it down and i'm definitely turning my pain into a profit so that's next i like that yeah okay well, well, we would be promoting your book on Inspire Her. Yes, and I definitely will be back with all the details. <laughs> and we will also advertise your business as well. And um, hopefully we can get some get you some more clients. Yes, mm-hmm. please follow me on all platforms. Braids Express, Braids with a Z, B R A I D Z Express. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, Rand, thank you for um, sharing your friend with us tonight. Absolutely. Absolutely. I knew this is going to be, you know, a great episode. She has a story to tell. And no matter how hard it, it seems or how hard it looks, there's always some sunshine at the end of that storm. And Charlotte, I guess it I, is. I agree with that. Well, friends out there listening to Inspire Her, the Total Woman, make sure you share, like, comment, and subscribe to our YouTube page. A lot of times we will put information out there about 
or on any of our social media platforms about our upcoming episodes, live episodes. We'll also ask you to submit questions for upcoming episodes. So if you have questions about something that we're going to be talking about, we will read your questions and your name and let people know that um, you have submitted that question and, and be able to get our speaker to speak directly to you. So please like, share, comment, and subscribe to our, actually to our podcast page and also to our YouTube page. Anything else, Red? No, I think that's it. You summed it up. Thank you again, Cheryl. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate you all. All You too. We appreciate you as well. You guys have a wonderful night. And always remember that if you are going through something, there is someone out there that can help you. We are here to inspire her. The Total Woman. Yay!